Raiders is a team that we don't care for. Something, something, With Lord Lattimore Volk, Jess Place, and Tim Lynch. Yes, my master. Get involved in the conversation at milehighreport.com. Welcome to Something Something Broncos. I'm Lori Lattimore Volkman, and I'm on my own today. But actually, I'm not on my own because I'm going to share a fun interview I did with an NFL hopeful, Devion Young. Devion is an Alabama native and was a top high school recruit back in 2015 who tried to go the traditional route of playing college ball. But due to eligibility issues, he ended up playing a few years at a junior college in New York before finding his way to the International Federation of American Football in Poland. Since 2018, he has played for the Silesia Rebels, as well as a team in Brazil, plus a few stints in Arena League football back in the States. But he's trying to get himself noticed by the NFL, putting out videos on social media, connecting with scouts on LinkedIn, and basically doing whatever he can to get some attention. He came to our attention because he sent me an email touting Devion Young and asking to share his story. It was only later I realized he was the one sending that email. And I thought, that's moxie. I like this kid. And if there's a position on a football team that requires that kind of confidence and initiative, it's a defensive back. And that's what Devion plays. So enjoy the interview. Give him a follow on Twitter at A13DYoung. And let's give him some NFL attention. Hey, Devin, I'm curious if my Alabama hat, if you like it or if you were an Auburn fan growing up and you're like, oh, my God, get that out of here. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, uh, you're, you're an Alabama fan. <laughs> no, Europeans aren't known for their football, this kind of football. They're known for their football, but not right. Exactly, exactly. Right. Honestly, you still have former NFL players coming over there, former Power Five we have David Ash, former Texas quarterback, former uh, CFL talent, you know, just a lot of former players. It's very, very competitive. You just got tough guys, you know, because yeah. NFL starting yeah. to scout from over there now. It's progressing in the right direction. So, What do fans think? Are they into the American football or are they still like, I don't know about this thing? Oh, no, they, they're they loving it. Like, because they're starting to understand it, it's, they're starting to love it a lot more so. It's really interesting how a lot of this stuff is coming about because they're seeing how the game goes. They're seeing how stuff works, and they're just their eyes are becoming more glued to it. You know, we're getting more views streamed on YouTube because they're they're like, what is like, you know, they're interested. Like, they want to know right. more about it. It's really going in the right direction. I really love how this is like going as of right now. Does the league or the team do some? like kind of public education to help them understand the, the rules and understand American football? Yeah. So for example, like we have a federation uh, that clearly like, you know, that explains the rules before a game. We have a lot of like business to like, you know, kids, schools and whatnot, right. just teach them about more opportunities and like, you know, more sports and the game of football, how it works. Cause we always introduce flag football to them first. And then yeah, second right. of like, once they learn and progress to master that, then they go into nine-man football. And after nine-man football, they go to 11-man. So, Is there a development league for kids? In my opinion, they should work on more of a flag league here. Like, make that more of a, a legit thing. But there is a developmental league that's called the JLFA. And we also have a B squad, like a B league for the rookies, like the new guys who want to play and get introduced. JLFA and the 
LFAB league or always nine man to just get introduced to the game and you know how it goes. Right. It's still competitive because you still have guys or experienced guys who are looking to you know play and you know just get more reps to get better. But also, it's a uh, you're gonna learn you're gonna learn quick just you know playing against experienced guys and just practicing and just uh, just acquiring that knowledge of being around them. How many guys are on a team? I think about 45 to 50 on a roster. Are you the starting defensive back? Yes, ma'am. I'm the starting defensive back, uh, punt returner, kick returner, basically. Does everyone play offense and defense or just you? It's probably the most tough thing ever to do because you got to know the playbook. You got to be conditioned, very well conditioned. I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't recommend that to anybody. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. But because it's just it's just my will to like try to do whatever I can for the team. It's just, but this past season I played wide receiver, uh, running back, quarterback, <laughs> safety. You played corner. quarterback too. Yes, it was wide receiver, running back, quarterback, safety, corner, kick return, punt return. It was. So it, the it only was, thing you didn't uh, play was edge rusher. Was that, is that it? Yeah, D, D line. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Trust me, it was. All, like if you look if 2020 film, that's all you're gonna see. First play yeah. at quarterback, second play, no, the second play receiver, then third play safety, then a kick return, then a punt return, and then you just def- DB, it's just defense. And I like to adapt to any situation that's given edge rusher. I, I mean, I'll try it. I mean, I don't care. Like, <laughs> I just want a shot, like I just want a shot at it, but you know, all just 200 pounds of you. Six, one and a half, and I weigh 203 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be pretty light on that D-line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah seriously. Just get tossed at the moment. Especially with some of those offensive line guys these days. He'll be like, yeah. as a defensive back, are you playing corner or safety, or is it kind of? It's both. Because there's always certain formations where I have to, like, be in a certain spot, and, like, I have to start out right here, then I'll end up right here, or – if it's this formation then or this uh, this coverage, I have to be here for a certain amount of time. So I have to, I, you know, it's important to know both because that's also a part of the development, like, you know, in the mindset. Like, you have to know where guys are and where they're supposed to be in cases of one guy doesn't be in his spot. Maybe you can help clean it up or, you know, some guy, somebody goes down, you have to be ready to, you know, jump in that spot too. So you guys on your team are from America? We have our two coaches and we have my quarterback and me because there's another guy who's actually Polish, but he's American. It's interesting that the coaches are American, because that was going to be one of my questions. Yeah, uh, John Lasella, he played at Colorado. Zach Selesky, who played at Miami, Ohio, and also arena football for the Alabama Hammers. Yeah, both of our coaches are very well experienced. I feel like just being around them, I'm starting to understand a lot more concepts, more coverages. And because we get up every day at 10 o'clock and we watch film, we, under, like, we, we always challenge, we always talk to ourselves, we always ask each other questions, hey, what's this? I feel like they're really helping me mold into a better player and a better coach, helping me step up my game. Is the playbook essentially? Playbook comes out of like just a typical spread, but it's also a mixture of what he ran in college. European football being European football, you don't want to give the guys too much, but you also don't want to give the guys. Try to balance it out to where guys know what they're doing and where they're they're supposed to be when it comes to spacing, timing, and reaction, just productivity. So. So how does this compare to playing? Would you say it compares to pro teams? I would say it will be balanced out towards. We have a lot of players who are those type of caliber players. But then again, 
we still got guys learning, you know, so it's just a mixture of both, honestly. But it can also be stressful because we're here to help out. We're helped to develop the game, too. We're helped to, like, you know, get guys in the right position to be the best of themselves. So can't come to practice messing up. Can't come to practice, you know, goofing off. So you just got to be on your A game. This is our job. And right. the president of the team can fire us and send us home. So we, right. we can't mess this up. So. so you do get paid. Obviously, you're not over there playing for free. <laughs> no bail. <laughs> just renewed mine a few days ago. You're a successful program. They're going to resign you. If you got interest from an NFL team, what, what happens? You just end your contract? I could, but I don't want to be that person to do that because I made a commitment and, you know, I'm a man of my word and I'll, I'm here to finish out what I started. So bring the league still playing and I'm still trying to, you know, get my name known over in the United States too. So played in some arena leagues. Are those teams, teams you're still talking to? Yeah, I had a team, the West Texas Warbirds, I was supposed to, but because of COVID, it, you know, kind of just cut plans. through. Uh, you know, NFL, man, they need to get their name game up because all these other leagues have such better names. Alabama uh, no. Hammers? Like, <laughs> yeah. come on, that's good stuff. Yeah, seriously. The West Texas Warbirds, is that what you said? Nice, mm-hmm. nice. <laughs> I, I'm enjoying that one the best, I think. I absolutely love how Coach Martinez, he's just so professional. He gave me an, another opportunity for arena, so... It's dangerous now. Arena's dangerous because, again, like, it's a hard it's, – yeah. it's a very tough place to play. You don't have much space. And also, the walls are just so, so atrociously hard. And it just – it hurts, <laughs> you know. It's hitting, though. You fall, you know, it's not going to end well, but <laughs> – Have you ever been injured? Not badly. The Nothing worst I've ever had was, like, a it was a deep thigh bruise to where my legs fall and it caused a blood clot. So, yeah, it was – pretty bad but not right a, didn't require surgery thankfully yeah oh yeah good goodness i just saw your tweet today where you had yourself in a number 24 jersey yes. do you know who do you know who owns the the 24 oh champ bay legend if you're gonna pick a a cornerback to model yourself after yeah Bailey is the champ man Bailey. number 24 was my first number when i came over here and like i always idolized champ bailey so I don't have idols, but because he's, you know, he was that guy, yeah. I, like, I really idolized him, and I wanted number 24. He's a great guy and a great football player, a great leader. It's, a, mm-hmm. it's always nice to, to have those guys, you know, part of your organization. Would you say, if I'm the Bronco Scout, your best traits as a player, particularly a defensive back? Just a high motor, a great player with IQ, football knowledge, and just very versatile I get guys' coverage uh, well. I'm a very great open field tackler. Just a ball hawk, on in my opinion. You know, I can do a lot of things not an ordinary DB can do. I'm just a playmaker. I'm just a straight playmaker. If you put me in a certain situation, I make the best of it, and I just have a very good opportunity. Just good ball instinct, too. How did you get the attention of Deion Randall, guy from <laughs> Broncos? Deion Randall, yes. This is going to be awkward to say this, but I'm on LinkedIn and I'm just going through, you know, just looking who's who's with this, this team and whatnot. I emailed him one time, and next thing you know, he's telling me, like, you know, if anything changes, they're going to just, you know, they're going to reach out. So at all times, you know, I just got to stay ready. Anything could happen. I've already had one scout reach out to me unexpectedly so you know tables can always turn so we actually had two reach out so there's a validation that makes me like 
know that anything can happen. Other people may not see it as like just because I didn't play at a high level, you know, these people who played on a high level and who are currently scouting for these high level teams who want to give me a chance and like want to find out who I am. Like, you know, that makes me realize that I kind of am in a good spot to where if I get their attention, there's no there's no telling who else attention I could get. Getting my name out there, I lack high level football because of what the circumstances that took place in college. So because of these guys seeing what I'm doing, you know, in these leagues and showing what like my my versatility, my athleticism, my speed is just like it just gives me validation that I'm doing something right on the right track. I'm only 24 years old. So Dante Bosby, he came from the Arena Football League. I think he had been on the practice squad with the Chicago Bears. And then our current head coach, Vic Fangio, had been the defensive coordinator on the Bears when he was there. Mm-hmm. Then he went to the Arena Football League. Fangio came to the Broncos and Fangio remembered him and, and wanted him. We have a coach who has at least some background of not assuming every player has to come through the traditional route. I say all that to say it's kind of an interesting time COVID in particular, but with social media and players being able to market yourselves a little bit, I mean, it's, it's still probably harder if you don't have companies and agents and, you know, doing it like nonstop, you're having to do it on your own while you're also practicing 10 hours a day and, you know, mm-hmm. doing interviews at midnight. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, you know, but the fact that there's right. still an ability to do your own marketing at least gives you you know, an opportunity, like you said, like just trying right. to find those places. I use Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, all yeah. that. I don't like TikTok. It's just, <laughs> I just use anything I could find. LinkedIn has helped me out tremendously. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have ever gotten like on the XFL draft board or nothing. So due to the, I wouldn't say politics, but due to the lack of high level football experience, I wasn't drafted. It was still a good opportunity, you know, just to get validation. Like, so it's just good. Somebody from the NFL and that had experience yeah. thinks I have what it takes, yeah. you know, so. I actually didn't notice it right away, but my, one of my colleagues noticed that you, you wrote it in third person. Like, you know, check out this Devian Young yeah. guy. I put a Starbucks, anything with players I always follow up on. My colleague, I said, I like his moxie. And I, I and then I went back and like, oh yeah. <laughs> Like he sent it. I love it. It's not like it's super hard. You know, I mean, there's the opportunity to go out and like market yourself. And like I said, it's not Mm -hmm. easy either because it takes a lot of time and you still have to get a lot of traction and find people. It shows a lot of initiative and not not everyone's going to do that. That initiative says something. It's a desire. Coaches talk about you want that guy that wants to play. Well, here you are, right? Right. (laughs) Have you looked at particular NFL teams, like their actual defenses? Have, have you looked at like the scheme or the, the defense and thought, yeah, that's, you know, like I would fit into that one particularly well? I feel like the Seahawks. I feel like I fit into Seahawks because they run more zone. Any, any situation given, I could just adapt. Like I could adapt to it. So I, I, like, I, like, I like the Seahawks zone concept a lot. I'm not going to tell Broncos country you want to be a Seahawk because we hate the Seahawks. Fangio is known for his defense, right? He's been known as a bit of a defensive guru. Definitely does a mix of zone and man and Mm -hmm. is 
is known for disguising it. You know, like that's a big part of his defense. Guys moving around being chess pieces. Defensive backs have been a key group for him, for his scheme. By the end of the season, we were playing essentially our fourth and fifth string. <laughs> you know? Right. So and one of, them, one of them was a rookie. So, and he was still able with 10 different cornerbacks over 17 weeks to essentially you know, duct tape a defense together that was still number one in the red zone, top five in the NFL. He was able to do a lot, even with a lot of different players. With that in mind, the defensive back in particular, how important is it? Be a jack of all trades. You want to be that guy to be that game changer. You know, you can't worry about messing up. You just got to stand out. You just got to do what you got to do. You know, just man up, you know, just work harder. You know, just trying to be that guy, that it on the defense, you know. Already, with all due respect to the defense, like, it wasn't the best of season, you know, for the Broncos. But if you're going to be the jack of all trades, you know, you got to be that guy to, you know, just be that game changer, be that playmaker, and be in the right spot and take advantage of the opportunities you have, you know. Being your playbook and just, you know, being in the right spots and knowing what to find and before pre-snaps, all the reads and whatnot playing six positions you've got to know what you're doing (laughs) you know film study film study is important because you got to know what to look for on film you got to know how to correct yourself on film doesn't matter what you you know doesn't matter what you would uh how good you're doing there's always something that you can correct yourself on and also you got to know your opponents too you don't want to just go up against julio jones and i know what his tendencies are so it's important that you know you you study your film you got to know what you can do, what you can do, how you play this guy, how you play that guy, because you can't play everybody the same way. So right. I feel as though if you're going to stay, if you're going to study film, you got to know how to study film. You got to know your indicators. Like when a quarterback sends a receiver in motion, he's trying to ID what kind of coverage, or, you know, the, the right. DBs are in. So it's important that you find indicators like that or you find out you know, where the tight end would take you to the ball. So it's just important that you find out what your pre-read snaps are so right like, well pre-snap reads are so you can be not the most talented athlete but if you can adapt and you know you can just you can just understand what's going on then, you know it won't be as bad as you know it won't be as bad as you think so and speaking of you may not be the best athlete you clearly are because what's your vertical jump the day i jumped it was like a 48 48 like, inches clearly clearly a 48 just a lot of explosion, you know. That's the biggest key to my game is just my explosion. I wasn't always explosive. I had to train myself to be explosive. Typically as a defensive back, not just as a football player, but what do you think is probably your one of your best traits? Oh, man, that's kind of hard, actually. <laughs> of an unfair question, isn't it? Yes. Because, I, I mean, I've been a tackler my whole life. My reaction to the ball and just trying to be that missile to just go to the ball full speed and just try to make the tackle. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. Like, if I had – if there was a ball in the air, I don't mind jumping because I always want to be the first to the ball. But I feel, <laughs> like, I feel like I'm a, I'm a, fundamental ta- a fundamentally sound tackle, if you want me to be honest. You know who you need to meet is Steve Atwater. He loves tacklers. Yeah, he, he made one of them ferocious – like a ferocious hit or something. He was like, <laughs> what, number 27? Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. He was a big tackler, and he loves his safeties to be tacklers. Christian Okoye was known as the Nigerian nightmare. 
give at it where it just basically stands up and Christian's like, boom, boom. <laughs> like, yeah, like, it was never the same running back after that, to be honest. It was a little bit, you after know. After getting hit with someone like that. I, yeah. I wouldn't either. <laughs> so I say all that to say Steve Atwater would love you because whenever he talks about safeties, in particular safeties, because he was, he's like, he just wants him to be able to tackle. He hates guys that can't tackle. You gotta be that savior on the backside because if you can't tackle, then that's, that's a six. That's all for six. You can't have Right. That. And the other one you should, you should get to know is TJ Ward. The Broncos got him in free agency in 2014. And he was on the, the 2015 defense that won the Super, that helped win the Super Bowl. Former Oregon player, right? Yes. His nickname was The Boss. He was a bulldog. He just went after everybody. Tell me what you, what you most want to get out of football. I just want the experience, you know, one full season of what it's like. Just grasp it of what it's really like. You know, never had, never had a pro day, never had an actual chance to, you know, Right. Go to the NFL. I just want a chance to prove myself right, not trying to prove anybody wrong. I just want a full, just one full season, see how I, how I can handle it. I feel as though because I'm mentally tough and because I love the game, I love it. So I think, uh, I think I'll, I'll last. Because I, I mean, if you don't, because if you don't love it, you're not gonna last. You know, right? Some people fold. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know? What age did you start playing football? Did you play football first? Was that your first love? Of- I started playing organized ball when I was in like what well, I grew up going to my cousin, my younger cousin's like rec league games, and I would play a pickup game on the side. And like everybody, was like, why aren't you playing? Fast kid, and like right. people, were like, why aren't you playing? And I was like, my mom would let me. I did Boy Scouts instead. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it, it taught me a lot about life. So you know, so right. I don't know. I did Boy Scouts instead, but I didn't start playing organized until I was like. When I was in sixth grade, everybody it, was trying so hard to get me to play when I was so young because I was so fast. I feel like I would have been burned out if I would have played. I'm not even in the middle of just getting being tired of it. You know, I'm, I still love it. Like everything. Yeah. About it. Tell me, how many other kids in your Boy Scouts were were black kids? None. <laughs> I was the only none. Like literally, I was the only one. And like they're like, "Why are you here?" Like. <laughs> Well, they knew I was the most athletic of my class. Like, it wasn't because of no racial thing. It was because they knew I was an athlete. Like, they yeah. trying to figure out, why am I sitting next to him? <laughs> you know? So. Good, though. <laughs> yeah. It's good. We got to, you know, we got to diversify those Boy Scouts anyway. Yeah. But you know what's crazy, though? We, we would sell popcorn, and, and they would get so mad at me because, like I said, I'm so competitive. They'll get so mad at me because all five years I'd win. I'd blow everybody out. I would win. Like, you know, that, that's how competitive I was. I was so competitive. I was, I was beating people so bad at selling popcorn in my Boy Scouts because I could play sports. So I'm like, let me just beat somebody at something since I can't play football. So, so why did your mom, me. why did your mom finally give in? Because it was, it was middle school sports, you know, oh. it was, it was middle school sports. So she still had a problem with me coming to Poland too, you know, because I'm going out another country. Right. I'm going to another country. I don't know nothing, nothing about. I don't, I don't know the language barrier. Like, but then again, she also realized, like, this is this all I had. Like, this is all I have. Like, honestly. Right. You know, there is life after there's life after football. But at the end of the day, she just never was for me playing sports. And I think it was just because of a mother instinct of her just trying to be protective. And I don't yeah. blame her. 
I don't know how to either give up. I don't know how to, I don't know what hurt is. I just know like how to keep moving forward if something were to happen. So I just feel like she just worries about me so much because she knows the damage this game comes with. And, you know, she's trying to be protective. So. What's your favorite thing about Poland? Well, my favorite thing about Poland is just how open they are. You know, at first I thought they were going to be very, uh, these guys like my teammates, man, they were for me open arms first, first practice, you know, yeah. I, I could touch, like I'm that guy that can touch bases with anybody, like, you know, based off the first meet. So yeah. I'm not really like worried. I wasn't really worried about, you know, just making, making friends because I knew like if I came there, did what I had to do, just mind my business, not complain, just work hard that and mm-hmm. show that I could play that I really could, you know, I could make something happen. And little did I know that this was going to turn into something long-term. So. All right, what's your favorite Polish food? I don't have a favorite Polish food, but honestly, uh, the pierogies. I like, I like pierogies. Ooh. Fried pierogies. Yeah. I, like I have a teammate named Mateusz. He's, uh, he's like my little brother and his little brother. I coach, I coach them both. So uh-huh. uh, like, those, those guys like my brothers off the field, but also these, these are my players on the field. So uh, I come, their, their grandmother invites me over to their house and their mom is just like, they cook for me, you know, if, they're ever, if I have a good game. They cook for us and stuff. So it's like, these Polish people can cook. It is so good. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's so good. Man, I was surprised. I'm not going to lie. She can, she can throw down in the kitchen. Debian, it's great to meet you. It's great to talk to you. Great to, yes, great talking to you, too. We'll great. try and get you to hook up with Steve Atwater. <laughs> I hope. I hope. It's awesome to meet you. Good luck, and I'll talk to you soon. A correction on the reporting of the foul. Both teams were on the – both up – both fouls were on the kicking team. What city are you in? Are you, where are you in Poland? I'm in uh, Katowice. Um, I'm, in, I'm in south of Poland right now. They pronounce their W's as V's. Yeah, yeah. So it's so weird. Uh, Just like German. I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah you know. <laughs> I do. My, my husband is German, and so, like, I know, okay. I've tried to learn the language a little bit, and I – I know, and all my all my German relatives—they're funny because when they see a, a V in English, they pronounce it like a W, which is very bad. Yeah, exactly. But I've also played in Brazil in 2019. I also played in the uh, indoor football league with the Bismarck Bucks and the and National Arena League in 2019 with uh, the New York Streets. I like that name. My God, you need a spreadsheet to keep up with all the football leagues. I had no idea there were so many. Yes, I have two sisters. I have a, a brother, and uh, trust me, I think, and I think he's also he also made me uh, more competitive, you know, as the years <laughs> went by too, because we would yeah. play basketball and like I would just continuously dug on him all the time. The pandemic's been going on. I've just been here the whole time training. It's been a blast, honestly. You've been listening to something, something Bronco. A feature of MileHighReport.com with Lori Lattimore-Volk, Jess Place, and Tim Lynch. Get involved in the conversation at MileHighReport.com.